This episode is sponsored by Scotch Porter. Y'all niggas really need to start taking better care of yourselves. Out here looking dingy and dusty, wondering why y'all look 50 when y'all really 30. Looking like a zombie from The Walking Dead. If you head to scotchporter.com right now and use the code SI10, you get 10% off all products for your skin, hair, and beard. So maybe your beard would finally connect. Head to scotchporter.com right now and use the code SI10. <laughs> About time you fucking grow up. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sophisticated Ignorance. I am Steven. Why are you smiling for? We didn't even start yet. <laughs> I'm in a good mood today. You got some shit you gotta get off your chest? Um. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Sure am. <laughs> All right. But um, before we jump into that, how was your week? My week was decent for the most part. Did Nothing crazy happened. Did you enjoy the weather yesterday? Oh, yesterday was nice. Yeah. What did you do? I can't discuss. <laughs> yesterday was nice. Okay. Good, yeah, good, I just good. recorded my other show and then I went out. Nice. And that was basically it. How good about you? Um, no, I went home last night. Oh. Right? Shocking. Naima went home. And Saturday, I went out? On a Saturday night. You know how that shit And it was up. 50 degrees outside? You know how that shit switches up, though. This is true. You be out, I be in, in the opposite way. I don't think we've ever went out separately on the same night. Nah. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> this episode, um, I, w- I had a conversation with a friend. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how your relationships are influenced by your family dynamics. And I wanted to discuss that deeper okay. and really get into that. Because I've been thinking about, like, how have my relationship with my, my mom and um, her ex-husband, my stepfather, my uncles influenced the relationships that I've had. Friends, intimate ones, and um, how I date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people tend to forget and ignore that part. It's because um, we're all products of our environment, whether it's, you know, the people we hang out with, whether it's the kind of um, content we take in, and probably the biggest influence on us is whoever raised us, whether right. it's a biological parent or a grandparent or things of that nature. So whatever you are constantly seeing as you grow up, that tends you to... Imitate it. Yeah, you tend to imitate that as an adult, or those are the certain traits or things you tend to look for. When you become an adult and you start, you know, pursuing relationships at that stage. So how do you feel about your upbringing overall before we even jump into the relationship aspect? Um, well, see, everybody knows that I'm Haitian and there's usually only two forms of like Haitian families. You get like the Haitian parents that's very Americanized. So they don't even like they'll still be in tap with their culture, but they're like americanized to the t like they don't they don't they try to talk without the accent <laughs> like they dress different like it's different and then you'll have the ones that's very big into their culture and they denounce any and everything <laughs> that is not part of their culture and i grew up in that sort of household the one so, who was very prideful in their culture yeah so i say. definitely <laughs> definitely got threatened to be sent back to haiti anytime i was ha- acting up or shit like that oh goodness that's not very nice well, that's what they do. How can you have pride in something if someone threatened you with it, with it? Well, clearly they've realized <laughs> at this point that shit didn't work. <laughs> so, yeah. So I grew up in a very strict household. It was like whatever that they believed in or traditions that they had back at home, they try to implement it in the States here. And, you know, anything that they would see on TV or anything that typical kids would do, it's like, no, you're not going to be part of that because they they were just mad paranoid. Well, most of my mom, as opposed to my dad, my mom was extremely paranoid. About like, everything. she wants to know exactly who I'm with at all times. If I'm leaving school, I got to be, they know what time it takes to leave school to get to home. So if I'm off by a minute, it's like, where were you at? No, so, my family used to pop up. They used to be at the cross of God waiting for me. Waiting, just like Mike Myers. With the cross of God, just watching me walk up the block. Well, that's different because you kind of grew up 
in Brownsville. So those circumstances are different. I grew up in East Flatbush, and that's more of a um, suburban area. Suburban area. But see, growing up, I never knew it was a dangerous thing. Well, that's the thing. It's because you're a kid. You just yeah. it's just regular shit to you. You yeah. never think about like this could like they always feel like those random stories that they see on the news that yeah. could be my kid so that's why they be <laughs> old, mad overprotective like sense. i remember when um i remember when we were selecting high schools and, and i ended up picking i think out of the the schools that i picked only lafayette was the only one that picked me and at the time they had a bad reputation for you know a lot of fights a lot of gang related shit and I remember when that happened, my mom was, like, sweating. <laughs> like, she was like, I don't understand. You don't really know how all the, you don't know what, what could possibly happen to you over there. And this, this, that, and the third. I'm like, you don't even know what I dealt with in junior high in school. In junior high school, <laughs> like, as opposed to what can happen someplace like else. Like, my junior high school was near the 90s in Brooklyn. So that's all, like, the 90s Crips. Like, <laughs> all of them. And they were, like. 10 12 years old like gang running up yeah, like, really? gang, yeah i've definitely seen dudes get bricks like thrown into their face and no. wild shit like that so it was like you are like so overtly concerned about like where i'm going but it's like you don't even know what i'm dealing with already so they were like really overprotective and you know treated things a certain way when it came to that when it comes to my upbringing, um, it was very family-oriented. Family we were just downstairs talking about it. Like, every weekend, we were celebrating something and how to maneuver through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not grow up with my father because he um, was killed when I was about seven years old. But I did have my great-uncles, <clears throat> my grandfather, and my uncles around me as far mm-hmm. as male influences. And then I have my um, great-aunts and my grandmother. As well as influence when it comes to, you know, being a woman and working and taking care of the home. Okay. So a lot of times when I talk about um, what I want in a relationship, I see that format. Like, okay, they were married. They had children. They were together for years. 30 plus years they were together. Um, they made it work. I'm not saying that it was perfect. Perfect. I was young. I don't really know exactly what mm-hmm. went on. But from what I saw, that's the dynamic that I've always wanted. And that's something that I strive for in my relationships, which is why when it comes to dating, if it gets to a point to where you, I know you can't give me what I want, then I cut it off and I move on. Sheesh. To where some people, you know, which is why I am um, big on multi-dating. I want to get to know people. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to settle on just one person because I met them and I kind of like them and they're cool because if that shit goes wrong, now I got to start all over again. Gotcha. Compared to if I was just out there living and getting to know different people and personalities and having experiences, I could probably figure out what it is that I like. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, my experience is, like, completely different. And that kind of, I, I sh- it shows me, like, why I'm the way that I am right now. It's like, my parents were, like, so embedded in just working. Mm-hmm. It was like, that's all they did. Like, my mom would wake up early, go to work. She still does that shit now. Wake up early, go to work, come back home, and then all she does is either cook or clean. And it's like she don't do anything in terms of like relaxation, doing nothing anything to unwind. Yeah, herself. nothing recreational. And then my father for a long time before he was uh before he uh retired, same same thing. Just go to work, come back home and he's either working on the house or he's probably maybe casually watching T V. But in terms of like that interaction between them Never really saw that. There was a lot of bickering that was probably, like, more playful as opposed to, like, legit anger towards one another. And then my grandmother was there as well, so they would have their conversations about my dad, which was funny. But for the most part, that whole, like, Cosby sort of playful, romantic thing definitely did not happen. I definitely grew up with any of my cousins who's listening right now. My aunt, um, Brenda... And my Uncle Bobby. When I tell you, they used to dance their ass off at every family party. Like, <laughs> busting out the fucking hustle. Like, that's just stuff that I like. It was playful. And it was fun. And then you had the sisters. Like, if my Uncle Bobby ever came out his face, all the sisters, gang, gang, gang. Like, they ready. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, when as far as my upbringing, I felt like it embedded an idea of no matter what, what family, we're going to figure out, we're going to stick it out. And we don't have that too much in this generation. Everything is microwavable. True. It's in, it's hot, ain't hot enough. 
throw it out and get something new. Like fucking TV dinners. This is true. So that's how I feel about that. Do you, would you say that you said your parents are really strict? Do you think that has something to do with how you pursue women? Um, very tedious and strategically and very anal. Yeah. Okay. But I don't do it to the point where it's like detrimental. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's almost kind of like you, even though I don't really do the multi dating thing because I'm, <coughs> I find myself like I got a lot of things that I got to handle outside of, you know, my casual time. So it's like, I don't really have the time to date multiple people at the same time, but it's the same sort of, I do, <laughs> but it's the same sort of mindset of like, when I see something glaring, it's like, okay, I know this isn't going to go anywhere. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not going to invest my time in. Like, I'm, I don't know if this is an Aquarius thing, but I'm very hot and cold. Like, I'm either fucking with you all the way mm-hmm. or I don't fuck with you at all. <laughs> so there's really no gray area. Like, yeah, she cool, but if I got to say but. It's a problem. Then it's a problem. And I've seen that within, like, the past year or so with, like, people I've tried to date. Mm-hmm. When the butt comes in, I already you, know it's you, downhill from there. Yeah, it's time that. Yeah, it's a dub. It's a snippet. I do that a lot. I think because I'm always out and talking naturally in my my career. Mm -hmm. I'm an artist. I'm a makeup artist. I'm a businesswoman. So I'm always talking and getting to know people and picking their brain. So I'm sitting at a table with a man. I only got five minutes. It's certain questions I'm going to ask you. Mm. And if any of them questions ain't sounding like what I need, then I got to go. And oftentimes or not, my friend be like, one minute you say you like somebody, next minute you don't. Because he failed, and I got to move away. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. That's usually what happens to me, too. I got to move I'm fast. Not, I, yeah, I'm not Get really old. vocal about it. But I'd be like, yeah, everything be cool. And then you realize, like, they ain't got not much to Nothing. offer. Or their trajectory isn't what you think it should be. Nope. Or they just confuse themselves. Yeah. They're not really ready. And then it's like. Yo, I got to go. Like, I can't waste time. Like, I got no more time to waste. I did that already in my last relationship. I ain't got the time. Yeah, I'm claiming like, all my especially, time, all of it. Took. Especially at the age that we're at, is like, I would expect people to be if you. Everybody's making that transition, whether it's professionally or things of that nature. But you should at least know what you want from the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever you're into. They don't even and know a lot what of people, themselves. Yeah, and a lot of people still haven't defined what's life for them. So they really aren't in the position to, like, start pursuing anybody else. But they're not even aware of that. So they still date. And then they'll just feel as though, you know, they'll start creating scenarios in their head that don't really exist. Like, oh, this is too good to be true. Or I don't know if I deserve this. And it's like, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Do you ever felt like you was at that point when you used to come up with shit in your head that you think it was supposed to be? As opposed to what it actually was. I feel like a lot of times we create these alternate realities in our head of what we want love and relationships to be. And we go along with that. And we look for that in people instead of really accepting them for what it is. No, I just feel like people aren't really honest with themselves. And they don't really, you know define what it is that they want or define their level of happiness so it's like you'll come into a situation and i'm a strong believer like relationships don't have to be hard like you're both adults you both know how to communicate like you should be able to have a common understanding and a lot of people just they just can't accept that it's like you'll come around i've definitely been told numerous occasions like i don't know like this is like, why are you so understanding? Or why why is this, you make this sound so easy? And it's like, because it can be. Yeah, I better appreciate Steven being nice and understanding. Because he means to me. We're not in a relationship. So there's. <laughs> That's fucked up. So there's that. That's fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, it's like people really don't know what they want. So then when they come across somebody that, you know, appeals to them, they, they get shook. It's like, I'm not ready for this. I don't know if I'm able to be fully committed to this. And it's like, but you be crying all day and night about this is what you want. And then when you finally get it, it's like. Because some people want drama. Some people need drama. Yeah, some people like chaos. They need that sense of fucking suspense, like a fucking series. Yeah, but you're not making it to Netflix. (laughs) They need a plot. They need a a fucking cliffhanger. The cliffhangers, when they be like, we should go on a break. That's the cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, I don't know, yo. People just be doing too much and doing too little at the same time. So, how do you think your parents' relationship has affected your dating life? I'm the total opposite. Like I said, like, they don't... I've never seen my parents embrace each other. So, because you've never seen that, you made sure you wanted to have that in... in I won't even say... I, I guess it's more of a subconscious thing for me. Okay. I won't say, like, I made an effort, but I'm just, like, the total opposite of the of them like i'm the affectionate type i'm the you know don't don't give me that look affectionate i'm the affectionate type okay. or things of that nature so it's like i gave them i when the people i tend to pursue it's like i'm not how my parents would be like mad stale like they just come home <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh you here you cooking and then <laughs> that's it like no. there's no <laughs> It's like there's no love or affection. Like they've been together since they were like 19 or 20. So. Do you think they ever had fun? Do they ever talk about that? Like how they used to have fun? That's another thing about Haitians. Because they love to complain. <laughs> like that's like their whole fucking story is like all about complaining. Like I have an aunt. Well, even my, my mom does the same shit. Is like anything that they'll say, like, oh, Lord willing, if, you know, if I don't die. It's like, why are you expecting that like why are you putting that out into the universe my client does that and i'm like bitch get that negativity out my inbox <laughs> <laughs> don't text me that skip that part <laughs> say good night naima just say good night god will and i'll see you next week yeah uh, they be says, like relax. doing too much like relax, doing Selma. too much don't bring don't bring <laughs> don't bring the grim reaper here <laughs> like don't bring the grim reaper relax, here. Like, not but tonight. um Mm-mm. let's let's take a little quick commercial break so we can pay these bills, and we'll be right back. To all of our day ones, loyal fans, and listeners, here's a chance to really show your support. Head to patreon.com slash sophisticatedignorance and earn rewards from us, ranging from a shout-out on air to exclusive content or becoming a guest on the show. We appreciate all your support. So as far as how seeing my mom date, affected my relationships I am very cautious very cautious because um she was married for a really really long time but it didn't work out mm-hmm. so whereas when I saw my grandfather and my grandmother they divorced but he still came around he was like divorce where <laughs> <laughs> who divorced <laughs> <laughs> open up the damn door Deborah. like that was <laughs> <laughs> who divorced <laughs> you don't open up this goddamn door right they now. They were divorced, <laughs> and he was still around. My, um, like I said, my great aunts and uncles. They would t- literally, my aunt Brenda, Uncle Bobby, died um, a few years apart, and I think my uncle Bobby died of a broken heart. Honestly, because mm-hmm. um, he just did not know how to function necessarily without my aunt. Like they were like because that was his true soulmate, tag team partners, <laughs> like like the the Hardy brothers and shit. Like <laughs> that was them. That was them. Um, but seeing my mom, it made me more cautious, but seeing my, my elders made me more, um, hopeful. And I think that's why I have such a joyful spirit. And I want so much when it comes to my relationships because I know it can be attained. I know it's attainable. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not you can give it to me, I'm only going to find that out if I try, mm-hmm. which is why I'm not against putting myself out there and dating and talking to people. Because I won't know unless I try. I won't know what I like unless, you know, I experience it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I also think now that um, I'm in my 30s, I, I feel like I don't want as much. And I always talk to women about dating down. You should never date down. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of feel like... You got to lower your expectations? Not even lower it. Like, or lower your- I just don't care. What? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that response. I don't care. You know how much I always say I want to have children, and I don't know. This past year, I've just been like, well, maybe I don't. Interesting. Right. Isn't that? Yeah, because for maybe a long I time, don't. I was telling you I was avoiding them little motherfuckers for a minute, and you was like, no, you should have one, and I was like, nope. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, and I'm okay with it. I think a lot of people in our generation are kind of falling within that same boat. Because I think, I don't know, maybe it's because social media and the internet is so prominent. So now not only are you seeing like everyday regular people breaking up all the time and all this drama. Now you these people that, you know, they glorify for no reason. 
it's like oh they can't even get their shit together and they're on the you know top of the pinnacle of their yeah. career or whatever so it's like what's the point it's like if it happens it happens if it don't it don't right and i felt like it it doesn't make me sad but it's like damn naima you've gotten to this point I mean, and I'm the main one always encouraging my friends. No, girl, just try it. Just date him. See what happens. If it don't work, fuck it. Move on. And I'm like, mm, I mean, I'm trying hey. to get this bag. I don't have time. <laughs> like, date who and when, what time? I can't make it. That's why I'm not. I think it's just based off of like the circumstances that we live in now. It's like, let's be honest, the pool of people is just trash altogether. So. I saw this meme, and it was the, these two girls walking through. Um, like this big dump, and it was like me helping my best friend find a man. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like scavenging with their big fucking book bags, looking through trash. Door the explorer. Mad Oscars out here. Mad Oscars out here. Oscar ass niggas. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Oscars over y'all. Yeah, I mean the pool is trash, so it's like it's a whole lot more work finding somebody that's genuine and authentic. And then a lot of times those people don't even want to be found themselves. I experienced that with this guy. Um, he wanted to date me, and I was like, mm, all right, let's see how this goes. And I kind of felt like he just didn't want as much as I felt like he should. Like, he was complacent. Mm-hmm. And I hate saying this word, but he was pretty much basic. And I was like, this is not going to work. Because I already see you looking at me funny, like, why are you always going out? Or why you got to do this? Or... Mm-hmm. You know, you always working. You always he was insecure. Yeah, and I feel like I run into that so much. But it's like you like me originally because I work, and I'm doing something with myself. Well, and I'm making confused, money. Niggas is the most confused species <clears throat> in the world. So he's like, I feel like I can't give you what you want right now. You're right. I ain't think you could either. <laughs> okay. Well, this conversation's over. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hit me up the other day. Like he invited me out somewhere. He was like, and I know you hate me. I don't hate you. Oh, that yeah, that one. one. I was like, I don't hate you. You annoy me, but I don't hate you. You're just dumb. Man, this is really bitchy, hate though. yourself. <laughs> Dudes is really bitchy. That's Man. A, Do um, you recognize any correlation between the people you date and, like, your mom and grandma? Because you love your grandma. Not really. Because I've always been, like, an introvert outcast. So it's like... I've always had a, a a good relationship with both of them, but I've never, I'm definitely never been the type of, like I'm gonna date a girl that's supposed to take on the traits of my mother. My mother used to get on my nerves all the time, being mad, overprotective, popping up in the room. Like, <laughs> I just I, imagine her just popping up like popping message. Up, popping up in the room, like I haven't seen you all day. Is everything okay? You depressed? What? <laughs> I'm on Netflix. <laughs> This series is really good right now. We cannot watch this in peace. Um, I go days without seeing my mom. I didn't see my mom in like two days. I was like, where the fuck she at? Yeah, or like when I move again recently, like I'll go visit and then 24 hours later, I haven't heard from you. I was literally there <laughs> less than 24 hours ago. Did you let them know you got home safely? Yes. Oh, okay. Still, so then I don't know. Yeah, it'd just be a lot. I try. Or she, she be, I try, mom. I mean, I give her a pass because they've reached that point in their age where it's like, okay, Everything the kids, life or death. the kids are gone, so it's like I don't really have anybody to, you know, to do anything to do, yeah, to worry so, about, take care of. Yeah, so it's like I'll call and be like, oh, it's nice that you still remember your mother. It's like, am I supposed to forget? <laughs> like, ah, you're being mad extra. <laughs> your mom is adorable, though. Yes, yeah, she is. She's very adorable, and she cooks really well. I'm not getting you another plate of food. <laughs> like, you got to relax. you got to relax. And if you do request something, I'm definitely charging you this time. That's fine. I was gonna and it's going to be time. overpriced. Um, no, I'm going to talk to your mom straight. Yeah, I don't good luck talk with to that. You. Good luck with that. No. I am the connect. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um... As far as me, hmm, I do look for a provider. I look for a protector because I always had that. I think women naturally do that. Um, <clears throat> not all women. I feel like, <laughs> let me shut up. Nope. It's about me. <laughs> no, say it. Say it. <laughs> say it. You got to get these these views up. Views, um, plays. Say it. These bitches. <laughs> see, uh, oh, don't take me. <laughs> 
This is about me. Okay? No, say it. Um, if their feelings for... get hurt, so what? They could pull up. What you gonna do? Record it? Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> Just hold my wig. They can't snatch my wigs. They wouldn't dare. But um, when it comes to me and they got an Uber pool anyway. That's a fact. They never gonna get here. <laughs> but you never gonna get here. You gotta make like five stops before you get to the studio. <laughs> well, I didn't know I'm gonna be going. <laughs> say no. what you was gonna say about them. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come back to that. But I look for a provider. Uh-huh. I look for um, a protector. I look for someone who's funny and outgoing and um, pretty much wanna spoil me and do whatever I say. That's it. So you, <laughs> Steve is like, wait, what? So you, so you want a butler that you can sleep with, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's what you want. Actually, I want a pool boy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was about to say something so racial, but I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> well, the climbing we in, you got to be careful with the words you say. Well, the numbers might go up if I, if I cause a little controversy. Do I it. might end up president. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Well, well you, have you stopped dating Hispanic men? I mean... Right. I know that was your preference at one point. Um. Well, I guess it still is your preference. You just date black men at the moment. Right. <laughs> Why are you switching <laughs> your eyes like you don't know? <laughs> <laughs> this was a question. <laughs> um. Let me explain that because I had a. No, you can't explain that. No, I'm going to explain no. that. No, the same way uh, I only date light-skinned women. I didn't say you only date light-skinned women. I said you are attracted to. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot, like, a, lot of, like a lot of Haitian. No, that. let me finish this. I know it's about a lot of Haitian men. Y'all like lighter-skinned women, mixed women, or Hispanic women with that wet and wavy hair. And That's if cause... she, uh, Let me finish. And if she's darker-skinned, she still has to have at least a 3C the most. I don't even know what that Texture is. Here. The girls listening know what I'm talking about. 3C is an iPhone. What are you talking about? The girls listening know what I'm saying. She still has to have that kind of hair to wear when she wets it, it curls up. That's what I said. And that's what I believe. And that's what stands true. And if Manny listening right now, Antoine, he's going to be like Naeem is right. Anyway, when it comes to me and my preference, I never dated black guys growing up because black men were not attracted to me. Here's the excuse. They weren't. Okay. You don't know what my experience was. A lot of my friends were Latino. Latino or they were black mm-hmm. but they were light skinned black so a lot of guys at that time in junior high school and high school they wanted to date the Spanish girls I was the black girl I wasn't exotic I looked just like fucking them wasn't nothing really special to me about them but the other kind of guys the Latino ones and the Italians they liked me so those are the ones that I dated I went to Fordham University I went oh, to school yeah, in CSI Italian. like How did that go? A lot of the, I didn't I didn't re, I had a lot of mixed race stuff going on, especially being at Fordham University for the how, time I was how, there. How did dating the Italian guy go? It was fine. It was fun. It was nothing out of the ordinary, really. <laughs> I mean, I didn't date a black guy at the time, so I wouldn't know. So that's why. But now I do date black men because I would love to have you know a black husband, but <laughs> that shit looking slow, <laughs> <laughs> slow for all of that. That's my explanation. But um, I'm just open to any kind of um, man as far as race, ethnicity, no. and stuff. I thought you was going to just end that. I'm just open. No, I was going to take it somewhere else. I know you were. <laughs> That's why I had to clean that shit up really <laughs> quickly. <laughs> um, do you think a parent's mental and emotional um, state affects the child? Of course. And do you think later on that can affect them when it comes to dating? Of course. Okay, because I asked someone this question, and they felt like because they love their child so much and their child has so much love that the child wouldn't recognize what was going on within their relationship with the mother. I'm like, if she's around enough and she sees you guys arguing and being disrespectful to each other and calling each other out of their names, that can affect her in the long run. Mm -hmm. They felt like I was basically saying they were a bad parent. That's not. That wasn't my intentions. I was just saying that children are a lot smarter than you think. Yeah, because there's and definitely you've heard stories of like adults admit that when they were growing up as a child, they've heard or witnessed things in the household, and the parents thought they didn't see it or hear it, but in all actuality, they definitely did. 
And sometimes for some, it translates over into their schoolwork and, you know, like stuff they may draw. Or behavioral patterns. Behavioral patterns, stuff like that. But then there are some kids that they bottle that shit up and it, they keep it with them. And they become Ted Bundy. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but all right. But, um, yeah, it definitely can have an effect. This is why you really got to make sure, like, who it is that you're getting involved with prior to having a kid. Because it's like all that energy and all, you know, all that drama can definitely have a negative uh, effect on the child. And it may not be apparent then, but when they get, when they become an adult, it's like their whole rationale is just fucking obscure. Like, we've heard, we've definitely had examples of, like, females that deal with some crazy shit as an adult. And it's all because of shit that they've witnessed in their household. And they think that shit, is, shit like that is acceptable. Even, didn't Chris Brown say, like, you know, the whole Rihanna situation, even though he tried to avoid it, it kind of stemmed. It came out, It yeah. stemmed because of, you know, his, his, I think that was his stepfather? Yeah, his yeah, stepfather hit, abusing um, his, his mom. mom. So it was, like, shit like that could definitely spill over. And you, I mean, it took him like what, twenty years before something yeah, like that happened. Happen, yeah. So, yeah, you definitely gotta be careful about who it is that you're deciding to have children with, and making sure that y'all have a bond. I mean, of course, you're gonna have arguments and disagreements, but it still has to be healthy enough where it's more of a conversation as opposed to something that looks a whole lot worse in the eyes of a child. Okay, so I'm glad you said that. But when I mentioned that, it came off as like... That's because um, parents, are, parents are always going to be sensitive. They never want to be told, like, they're doing a bad job or... Yeah, but I didn't even think that they was doing a, a bad job raising a child. It's like what your child... I guess that goes hand in hand. What you're exposing your child to is going to affect them later on. Yeah, but no, no parent that. wants to be told, like, what kind of job they're doing. Right. Or, you know, especially what from to, someone who don't have kids. Yeah, like, I was just about to get touchy. into that that too. So it's like they they ain't trying to hear none of that from nobody. Even if you put it in a polite way or a kind way, they always some people are always gonna be defensive towards that. As far as happiness, do you think it's some people feel like they don't need to be happy as long as whatever they're doing is in the best interest of their child. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, it depends, because there are some people, There are, well, I'll say there are some women, because I don't normally hear this from mm -hmm. a male perspective, but there are some women that are very good at masking whatever the fuck is going on for the benefit of their child. So I guess it depends what kind of individual you are. Mm -hmm. If you're able to, no matter what's going on in the environment or shit that's happening outside, still within the four walls that you know you're nurturing this mind you still are able to have a, a positive influence on them because we whether it's something that happens in the home between uh you know the two parents or even with you know shit that may be happening outside because sometimes you you may be living in a good environment at home but the shit outside of your home you may be seeing you go to your friend's house you see something completely yeah different. you see something completely different and that may even have an influence on you. So, I mean, it all depends on the individual and how, how you know, they can uh, still nurture that mind regardless of what's going on. Okay. Because my stance was if you're not happy and you're not reflecting that kind of happiness, then how do you expect your child? Well, we've all, they're definitely... I think it's almost somewhat of a skill for some people. It's like, even though you're not happy, you, just can hide it. you can hide it and you can still show a level of happiness. There's been plenty of days when you and I have no intention of fucking going to work, but we still show up and we still try to, you know, still have a positive attitude and pa positive outlook for the day. So it could definitely still translate with uh, a child as well. I mean, we've seen images like that, like the mother may get abused. And then she sees the child, right. and it's like, don't worry about it. While the child is wiping away the tears, it's like, you can somewhat mask it a little bit. Because the child. Not if your child is so you get your ass beat and they wiping your tears. Yeah. Well, it depends. Because <coughs> some, some children are very gullible, so they don't really know what's going on. Like, oh, me and daddy was just talking. Don't worry about it. Okay, Ike and Tina. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> so do you think staying for the sake of the children um, is a good or bad thing? You know well, that Tara, right. Peter Guns, well, for well, the kids' well, ass, well, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> Doing it for the kids. We'll get back to that <laughs> in just a second. <laughs> we'll be right back, y'all. Gotham Boutique, owned by sisters Naima Simone and Tiara Monet, is your go-to for all of your beauty needs. Offering services in eyelash extensions, microblading, skincare, permanent makeup, and one-on-one classes. And, of course, makeovers. Use promo code GBSI to receive 15% off your service. All right, so we're going to get back to um, what I was saying earlier about people staying for the sake of the children. You know, the for the kids' ass motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends. Now, when you ask that, are you talking about staying with the parent and they're still living together, or are you talking about being co-parents? No, like, legit, we're just going to stay together for the sake of the child. I know some people who are married and they did that. Like, we have to stay together until the child gets a certain age. Y'all bugging. And now I know a few people. Um, I couldn't do if it. If the story holds correct, that they are still um, cohabitating with the, the other parent for the sake of the kid so the kid won't be taken away from them i don't know if i could do that right i don't think i could do that either because i'm the type of person is like if i don't want you around be gone so (laughs) that that'd be a lot to be you know dealing with somebody and then it kind of might be awkward too because then you have to fake emotions like let's say you genuinely dislike this person so now i gotta fake being nice to you for the sake of little jimmy around (laughs) <laughs> like I'm wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> Shout out to him. Like I'm good with that, but I mean I can see why some people do it because it's like you want to have that imagery on your child right. so that when they get older, that's something they want to reciprocate in their lives. Or you just want your child in general. Yeah, or you just want your child in general. Or like we said, sometimes children experience things outside of the home, so it's like if you was to separate, then you gotta you know mm. it's a whole different dynamic. Right. Because now you're one weekend you're with one parent, the other weekend you're another one, which might be two a different lot. life experiences going yeah, on. Yeah, and two okay. different sorts of you know, uh, parenting involved. Because usually, and when you're together, you're usually compromising and raising this child. Now, if you have them separated, it's like there's mommy's rules and then there's daddy rules. So that may be you know a weird dynamic as well. But I mean, I guess to each its own. Um. I don't see how they could do it. Someone told me that they can't be with the person they want to be with, so they're just going to stay with the, the mom because of, of the kid. But that just sounds like you're settling. People don't like when I say the word settle. <laughs> but then that sounds like you're settling. And then you're trying to either train yourself or teach yourself to love or like somebody that you really don't have that legit feelings for. Right. That's usually happens with, like, the, you know, the people that have, like, the... Um, Prearranged marriages. Yeah, it's like you just here. This is Bob. Hmm. You met him today. Fifteen years later. <laughs> like now you gotta learn how to love somebody. That's I definitely couldn't do that. So, I, I, but I know a lot of people who are doing a lot of men who are doing that. Fools. And it, it, it's mind-boggling because I felt like this is the age well, men are dumb. in era when men are just like, no, I don't want that. I'm not gonna take that. But I guess it's different when you're a parent and a child is involved. And you feel like your relationship with your well, child. Well, I think be. a lot of times they do that for financial reasons. Who the men? Yeah. Women do it too. Like we gotta stop acting like well, ain't bum ass baby moms out here. Like let's stop. Cause I know a few. Yeah, but women probably it's more of an emotional attachment. It's like Bitches be out here for the bread too. Like, <clears throat> let's stop pretending they not. That's because you have more female friends. Mm-hmm. And they situations probably are more stereotypical of the nigga and shit. Mm-hmm. But having, you know, both sides of seeing men ain't shit and women ain't shit, I can tell you straight up, some women just with dudes because they got the money. They got the money, they're going to stay with them. Mm-hmm. And I need to be taken care of. So if you want your kid, then you better do what the fuck I say. I, happens. I can see that happening. Which is crazy to me. Well, people are dumb. Well, so karma's a bitch. There's that. It's going to come back to you. Be safe, though. Not really. Mommy and daddy issues. Huh. <laughs> do, do you have any? Do you think you have any? Honestly. In terms of, like, 
between <clears throat> me and them or like you do you think you have any kind of mommy or daddy issues no no you don't no. the only thing i may have taken from like my father is probably like my stubborn ways yes that'll be the only thing but besides that i don't really have no like mommy and daddy issues like again i'm extremely introverted outcast like i'm mad independent maybe you picked that up from them because they're like that with each other Possibly, so but I don't think that's even detrimental. What? How? I don't see that as a negative thing. It might not be a negative, but it does come up as socially awkward. Eh. Uh, yeah, it does. Eh. It does. Eh. You have your own issues when it comes to your anxiety and stuff. Social yeah. anxiety. Well, then that's anxiety I get from a mother. That's genetic. Okay. Yeah, but in terms of issues where it affects, like, my relationships with other people? Yes. Dub. <laughs> Dub. Yes, it does. Dub. Yes, it you does. just mad sensitive. I'm not sensitive. See, you just got sensitive right now. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that little sharp pain when you said it. <laughs> oh, why is he airing out my dirty laundry like this? <laughs> Cause I'm the nicer of the two. I could be nice too. Okay. I just, well, I'm sarcastic, cold-blooded, okay. mad, blunt. Eh. Okay, Charlie Murphy. Eh. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> My mommy and daddy issues. Let's see. Hmm. I know I used to have trust issues, and I think that came from um. Probably my mom's marriage. Mm -hmm. I think that's where that stems from. If the shit looks a little off, I don't trust it. Yeah, see, Automatically. I, I can't think of um, me having any issues. I mean, you would probably know better. What would you think would be my issues? Because I can't really think of any. You lack empathy and understanding. I think you get caught up in your own world and your own head too much. And your own opinion. So it's hard for you to see other things. Definitely think so. I think that comes from you being very stubborn. All of what you just said is completely blasphemous. There you go. Right there. <laughs> Not being understanding and open-minded. That right there. I experience you differently. But yeah, we've never been romantic. So that's right. different. I guess it all depends on what do you mean. It's like relationships with somebody that I'm dating or you talk about relationships with just people in general. General speaking. Then, okay. Then... I would have to agree with what you're saying, but Thank dating you. wise, <laughs> oh, not not dating wise, eh, I'm like I I feel like there's different layers to me, like there's different versions, like Shrek. who, like who I am. Nigga, like an onion, right? You got different layers, Shrek. Go ahead, tell him, explain. What the that. hell are you talking about explain right it. now? Explain <laughs> it. But what the who I am when I'm dating somebody is completely different than who I am as a friend. Like, you can't be, when people used to say, like, oh, I'm the same person with everybody, like, that's bullshit. There's no way possible. You have to be almost different versions of yourself. Some of the traits may intertwine, but there's no way you're the same person with everybody that you're with. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. Um, daddy issues. I don't think I have any daddy issues because I never had a male not present in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what it's like to grow up necessarily with a biological father, mm -hmm. but I don't think I have daddy issues. I've had father figures. Okay. I don't, I don't know what it's like to, um, like when we was on the blueprint and the girl had that issue with her father, she hadn't seen her father. She was five and she was like, what, 25 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she found him on social media and wanted to talk to him. I don't know what that's like to feel like a part of you is it's like, missing. Yeah. Like there's a whole history or something behind you that you have no idea. Right, like I don't about. feel that way. Maybe because I know my father's family. That could be it. Possibly. So I don't know. I think it's different to where it's when someone um, chooses to walk out of your life mm -hmm. and when they're taken away from you. Yeah, that's two different reactions. Yeah. Definitely two different reactions. So I think that's what it is. My father was taken. He didn't like walk out. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I can't really relate to that. But mommy issues, I think I'm pretty sure we got mommy issues. Let me get on my last nerve. 
has anybody ever like pointed out issues and you were like yeah i got that from my mom Mm-mm. so then you might not have any dang i wanted to be down <laughs> I want to be down. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> um, do you recognize any behaviors within yourself? Well, you say you're stubborn like your dad. Yeah. Is I he definitely... mean like you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I definitely, there's definitely been moments when I've just been like, yo, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, you be bugging out. And I think that's why we, him and I clash. Cause, Cause he, you're the same person. Cause he's stubborn in whatever the fuck he believes in, and I'm like, you're not even being like open-minded. And it's like, okay, I can understand like you're stubborn and you believe in, but you're not even trying to accept anybody else's outlook or thought process. Like I've made attempts to explain shit to you, and it's just like, eh, that's cool. Eh, I ain't trying to hear that right now. You still ain't doing what I expected you to do. So it's like, now the shit just fucking pisses me off. It's like, now you're not a dub, but you're a dub. You <laughs> just say your father was a dub. Yeah. Okay. I think he's well aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's well aware of that. We, we, we've had a, um, well, I, I wouldn't even consider it a, a, yeah, a shouting match. <laughs> it's not even a shouting match. It's like, so you said me. what you said. I ignored everything you what you said. Here's what I got to say, and now I'm going back home. <laughs> no. So there's that. Anything I get from um, my mom. <laughs> Great job. Um, no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someone else who knows the both of us can answer that question. Yeah, I think it's but hard. But we're such for, total and- opposites to where she's more to herself like introverted and i'm like i would like to say i'm a little bit of both at times but i'm more of an extrovert mm-hmm. um she don't like taking chances i'd be like yolo all the time <laughs> <laughs> fuck it if it turned out bad it's another story to tell it definitely turned out bad shut up <laughs> another story to tell um remember geez. that one time let's <laughs> always remember that one time stories with me all right so boom check it <laughs> what happened was and I don't know, she's, I feel like when she was younger, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe, her younger self could have been like me. But now, not so much. She's more to herself, and she works. She goes out every now and then. Our parents have been dry and sane for the 30 years that I've existed. Just dry? Yeah. The only time they what? ever go out is to, like, family-related events. That's the only time. Do they hold hands then? Nope. What? When I told you they don't do anything romantic, I'm 100% serious. Never seen them embrace. They don't hold hands. Does that make you... Um... But I said I'm like the total opposite. But yeah. not over over the top with No, it. not over the top. But does that subconsciously make you want to make an effort to have your partner know like I actually care? Probably. Okay. Yeah, probably. Because I think communication is key. And the only time they communicate is like, Yo, why didn't you fucking take out the garbage last night when you said you were going to take out the garbage <laughs> last night? <laughs> like, there's more to life than taking out the garbage, <laughs> thankfully. As far as me, what I learned from my mom is not to give so many chances um, mm-hmm. and not to be too available. Um, just don't don't be too much of nothing I've got from her. Because she nice was very... Too understanding and too supportive, and to the point it was like was just taken, and she they was taken more than they was given to her. Mm. And so when it comes to me dating, I'm just like, well, do you nope. feel like she was like that because of how she, your father was taken away? Hmm. That could have been a thing. It was like because he it wasn't like he left the family; he was taken away abruptly. So it was like she probably. That was a void that she wanted to fill. And subconsciously, she was like, well, whatever happens, happens. Because this person is here. And they're not going to leave. Right. What You mean wanting to enjoy as much of them as possible? We'll just have them there. Period. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Yeah. That could be it. Originally, her husband was taken away from her. And that was out of her control. So now it's like... 
I can control this situation. Yeah. So even if the person may do something completely fucked up, it's like, all right, but I don't want to be out there single again. Right. That could be it. Subconsciously. Yeah. Could work down that way. And I'm the complete opposite. Like, bitch, I'm single again. Where we at tonight? Yeah, I definitely have done that before (laughs) where it's like kept people around. I think everybody's done that. You keep people around around longer longer than than they they need to be. And, and I feel like now I'm at a point where I'm like, yes. So. Yeah, the leash is definitely shortened in this era that we live in now. Someone mentioned me changing my phone number most recently because I haven't changed my phone number since I was 17. So legit, someone who still got my number can text me right now. And that happens a lot. Yeah, I know because I put the screenshots on the Instagram page. Hmm. Like, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> you really thought you had a shot 14 years later. So I know you don't play on having children. Correct. And I don't know if I'm going to have children. Is a dub. Um, <laughs> don't say that. Oh, I'm just speaking for myself. Um, but as far as what parent I would like to be, I feel like I'm gonna be one of those um, fun, very free-spirited parents. I think I'm gonna. I think I'll be a mixture of two, yeah. of like being that fun, free-spirited, because I know how. You know, my parents was very overprotective and, like, very strict. And by the time I reached a teenager, that's when I really started to rebel a lot. And You rebelled? Yeah. What did you do? Drink <laughs> from the milk carton? Things I will not discuss here. <laughs> Statue of limitations. <laughs> but, yeah, I used to rebel a lot, get in a lot of trouble at home. Not okay. necessarily, you know, with school or whatever. But... Yeah, probably a little bit of both. And I sometimes I think about that a lot. Is like, where would I be right now if I was given the opportunity to be more of a free spirit hmm. as opposed to, you know, well, because that's like almost every fucking Caribbean uh, country. Anybody that comes from the island, it's like they come over here. If you're not in the medical field, like you you're a dub. <laughs> you're basically a dub. So it's like that was a big battle that I had with my parents, even to this day, like. You know, that's been usually why me and my pops usually beef a lot because he always expects me to have done more of my life. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to do things according to what makes me happy. And that's what you're tending to forget. So (laughs) it's like if I was a parent, it'd probably be a little bit of both because this world is completely fucked up. And then it's very different. Yeah. Now these kids are growing up in the Internet as opposed to growing up in the streets. And I think we've mentioned this on before on the show is like, even though the 90s was, like, a rough time, there was still at least, like, that older person in the street that would try to keep you out of trouble. Or even they don't even have to be necessarily that much older than you. It could have been people in your age group that was, like... Just knew more. Knew yeah, better. it was like, yo, we we out here doing whatever for, you know, put money in our pocket, but we know you a good kid. We, we not letting you get involved in shit like that. And now you got kids that, you know, live on the internet. There's no... There's nobody to filter that. So you got a lot of these dumb kids doing dumb challenges all the time and ending up doing dumb shit all the time. And that's because they live on the Internet. So I definitely would want to, you know, monitor them a little bit. But at the same time, still give them that freedom so that they are able to express themselves. Because I think we're probably starting in the generation of the creative. Like Mm -hmm. there's less people that's, you know, conforming to the whole nine to five world. And it's like, yo, we just got to fucking create and revolutionize things and just be passionate about whatever it is we're passionate about and see where it goes um i definitely think i want my child to grow up with both parents in the home and being married because i grew up around that so Mm -hmm. i kind of the same thing um i do want a big family (laughs) i went (laughs) the time is ticking sis um i definitely want that because i grew up in a big family and right now, she's me and my sister. My other cousins don't live um, in New York State. Okay. So whereas all of us all lived, yeah, all of us lived in Brooklyn or like Staten Island. See, so we always um, saw each other. I'm the total opposite because the majority of my family all live in New York City, and then my parents' house was like a fucking gateway, the epic center. So it was like growing up, I n- rarely had a room to myself because they've always had like cousins or uncles or whoever coming into the country and you know that being the boarding pit- up yeah like that would be the pit stop for them before they you know get their shit together 
or like the halfway house yeah and then majority of the family also lived within walking distance so oh. it was like people could constantly be in and out all the time and that's what kind of forced me to rebel also because it was like i never had space that, that space and that privacy to really find who i was who it was always somebody right around the corner just what are you doing seeing what you up to i grew up in the same building with my grandmother and my mom and a lot of my cousins didn't live too far away but um we would like meet up because you know brownsville is just all projects so <laughs> we would meet up at different projects and like just hang out and run around mm-hmm. we knew i remember like dipping and dodging like bullets and drive-bys and stuff like that but to me that's kind of like something normal like you knew you work on your hand-eye coordination like you knew (laughs) like you knew it was dangerous but at the same time that's the old that used to be a rite of passage (laughs) like if you ain't never dodged no bullet in your life never been around no fight never went to no hood to go smash a girl yeah you ain't really grow up you ain't really live you ain't really live but you if you've never been to no hood you never been to before and the girl's like yo just come upstairs don't worry about all the niggas that's in front of the building you ain't live life I don't have a dinner something I used to live in Brooklyn. I think I did. But he knew everybody, so there's that. Yeah. But um, I still had a sense of freedom. Like, I was still outside running around playing, but we still had people in the neighborhood who knew us who were still watching us. Yeah. So you could run around and play, but somebody is still watching you. Yeah. And I don't know if y'all saw that TV show yet called The Shy on I Showtime. It I heard it's really good, but I haven't watched um, it yet. It's a scene where one of the kids was murdered and another kid walked up to the dead body, looked at it, and robbed him. And I'm like, that kid is so desensitized to just feel like it's nothing to walk up to a legit dead body, eyes still open, and just rob it and walk away. Yeah. And see nothing wrong with that, nothing weird about that Because he's so shit. used to that. And in his head, he's like, I need to get the wallet first before somebody else take it. And then we were talking about it at work. Like, we would never want to be 20 years old growing up. In this generation right now. Because that shit gotta be hard. That shit is trash. It has to be hard. It has to be depressing. Like. Yeah. Because they don't. They're not allowed to be kids anymore. Like they're legit adults. Even before their 20s. Like they gotta deal with so much shit. And all these expectations that they put upon themselves. That's not even real expectations. I don't know. I just. When it comes to dating. And it comes to how I grew up. I can honestly say that everything wasn't perfect and we definitely had a lot, a lot, a lot of hard times. But um, I still want that fairy tale a little bit. My version of that fairy tale. Kudos. I should say that. I just want to be able to travel, eat good, and go to foreign countries and do things that I've never done before. You can do that now. Now. Not with this paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you need the coins first. Yep. Well, this is my year where I plan on doing that stuff. I'm just trying to create. This is my year. I'm really focused on just creating. That's I good. got a few ideas. I think I got one idea that might be a game changer. So, yeah, I just want to create as much as possible for this year. That may be your outlet. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I'm really passionate about. <clears throat> Look at God. Well, you don't believe Won't in Won't he do it? You don't believe in God. So. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> and it's Sunday. You you doing, like you're that. doing too much. You're doing too much. Well, we can wrap this show up. It's been wrapped. <laughs> we can do that. But, um, yeah, everybody can tune in on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play, any and every app that uh, you use to listen to podcasts. Uh, they could reach out to us on Instagram, on our personal pages, or on the show page. Um, yeah, y'all guys got to speak up. Like, we, we need more <coughs> listener interaction, more fellow podcaster in- interaction. Like, we talk nice. Yeah, talk just to me nice. Yeah, just because we talk mad shit on the show don't mean we talk nice in person. And don't be afraid. Some people do DM me. But if um, you ever want to have a conversation with me, you can have a conversation with me. Yeah. You, ain't gotta, you ain't got to tell Steven. Because he's going fi- to forget to tell me. I've never forgotten to tell you about a conversation. I usually have to ask you. You're like, oh, yeah. About conversations that I've had outside of you? Yeah. Now you're lying. 
Okay. Now you're making blasphemous statements. I'm lying because I couldn't even look at you when I saw that. <laughs> I had to look down. Jesus. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is a team. They talking to you. They talking to us. That's cute. But yeah, um, <laughs> definitely slide me a DM. I love talking to you guys. Um, and yeah, that's our show for today. I'm Naima Simone. I'm Steven. And we out. Later. We are oh. out here. Tag. Fuck y'all talking about sophisticated Tag. ignorance. Are y'all fucking crazy? That's a fact. Talk are y'all crazy? Yo, y'all get me tight. Like I be out this here trying to be, to be humble. Let's be not get drop. fucking crazy. Sophisticated ignorance. All right.